The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It is Friday. Thanks for joining us on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Uh, Thanks to Anita Anita McDonald from Coolman's Market Garden Greenhouses uh, for answering all of our questions. We've talked Trans Mountain today. We've talked about uh, NAFTA and trade negotiations. And you heard Eileen just talk that uh, those uh, negotiations will start up again on Wednesday. We'll keep you updated on that. Gardening. Now I want to talk about something really cool. Uh, Well, something even cooler that I think is really cool. Um, There's a big trip coming up for some members of Lord Strathcona's Horse Ceremonial Mounted Troop. They're headed to France to take part in what is called the Pursuit to Mons. It's a historic event. And to tell us more about it, we're joined by Sergeant Paul Krulak. Is that how you say your last name, Paul? It is Krulak, yes. Okay, and uh, chair of the Strathcona Guild, Mr. Josh Billick. Hey, Josh. Hello, Jalen. Thanks for joining me in studio, both of you. Um, now, first off, for those who don't know, and uh, Paul, I'm going to ask you, so the Strathconas, not just the mounted troop, but the Strathconas themselves. When you look at that, we've talked on this show, and I think in Edmonton, Oftentimes, we hear about uh, Princess Patricia. So we heard about th- we know about the third battalion, and we know about the first battalion. Um, and then it's like, okay, the Strathconas, those are the guys that drive the big tanks. <laughs> Tell us more about the Strathconas and and uh, uh, where they are, what they're doing, what you guys do. Well, it's a long, long story to talk about the Strathconas because uh-huh. it goes goes way, way back. back to the 1900s when. Uh, Sam Steele, the first commanding officer of the uh, Strathconas, took them over to the Boer War in 1900. And from there, uh, we just fell into a cavalry-type regiment, um, filling uh, the duties of such, and found ourselves in World War One in mm-hmm. France. Now, you've been with the Strathconas for how long? Oh, probably going on <laughs> 20-some-odd years. Okay, and right now, uh, Strathcona's deployed to their... Where are they right now? They're in over Ukraine, aren't they? They came back from the Ukraine. We had a number of soldiers out that way, but their Strathcona's deployed almost all over the globe, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Now, one of the things that I've always loved about the Strathcona's, and I've told uh, the commanding officer a couple of times when it comes to uh, you guys, you've got a lot of really cool things. Um, <laughs> you have the uh, the leopard tanks. 73 ton of <laughs> glory, leopard 2 A4s. Yeah, which are others. pretty amazing. If you ever get a chance to see one up close and personal, you want to hope that they're a friendly, <laughs> that you're friendly. You don't want to um, be on the business end of them. You that. don't want to be on the business end of one of them, but uh, always amazing to see. But the mounted troop uh, as well. Like the, the mounted troop is something really special about the Strathconas. Uh, Paul, tell us the history of the mounted troop. Well, the history of the mounted troop uh, goes back quite a ways away um, even after the war years after World War One and whatnot uh, we still carried on with our cavalry type traditions and, and roots with uh, uh, putting together a musical ride uh, Western Canada, Canada and uh, every squadron in the Strathconas had a, a form of the musical hmm. ride which they showed off to the regiment and all the different areas around 
Western Canada. Uh, from there, uh, it kind of was shut down after a while and reinstated back in 1974, um, brought back to life again to uh, uh, regenerate those traditions and history by bringing back the ceremonial mounted troop, uh, as it is today, um, where we uh, travel across Western Canada um, rodeos to Calgary Stampede mm -hmm. to Spruce Meadows in Calgary, uh, the island of Vancouver, uh, all over the place to to instill those values and traditions of our, our fine cavalry roots. So how does one become a member of the mounted troop? Well, uh, short straw. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> shortest straw, I guess. Usually, uh, sometimes in the old days, it was the sergeant major going, "You're going down to poop troop. We don't want you here no more." <laughs> but anyways, uh, times have changed, and um, as you as you know, the regiment and other regiments in the area have gone on uh, lots of duties overseas and whatnot. And uh, these these soldiers come back, and they need a break. They need a maybe a change of routine, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. The the mounted troop gives uh, Strathcona's that uh, essentially to come learn a new uh, a new trade, mm -hmm. other than driving a tank or gunning a tank or or learning recce skills. Uh, they're learning how to pick a hoof and groom a horse, saddle a horse, and actually uh, engage and make that horse do what he wants uh, to perform the musical ride during the summer in such a short amount of time. Mm. Like, we're talking between three to six months before I'll bring a guy that's never touched a horse before yeah. to actually riding at Spruce Meadows. Oh, my gosh. Um show tournaments so how do you do that though like is it just lots of drive and dedication <laughs> and obviously perseverance and sure. yeah perseverance there you go there's that one again um <laughs> now yeah so these guys have never been on horses before uh, most of them have not like a lot of the guys that get that volunteer to come to the mountain troop have little or no experience with horses whatsoever and it's a shocker for some mm -hmm. of these guys, and it's really funny for me to watch sometimes. They, they come in, and you just see the uh, the anxiety and the stress and yeah. all that until until they start settling in. They, they recognize the bond with the horse, and they start thinking, hey, this ain't so bad, and they start learning a few things. And I tell you, they learn things fast. And yeah. In the Army, as it was <laughs> back in World War One and whatnot, we had to train these soldiers quickly to be able to ride a horse yeah. and go into battle with that horse. And uh, the same stands true today uh, with our training plan. And these are full-time. It's a full-time job in the Mounted Troop. Uh, Josh, tell me about Sam Steele. I don't know Perfect if we have man that much time. To that yeah, well, in, in a nutshell, <laughs> okay. in a nutshell, tell me about Sam Steele. Sam so, Steele. Sam Steele. So, uh, he's... Uh, uh, passed as a retired major general, uh, started off as the Northwest Mounted Policeman, um, transitioned into the third RCMP member in Canadian history. So when you think Sam Steele, think Western Canadian hero. Um, if if we were in the United States, there'd be movies and banners and streets About and him. schools and you name it named after this guy. But we're in Canada and we're, oh shucks, oh so humble. <laughs> um, but Steele was... Um, instrumental in think times like Louis Riel, for example, or Sitting Bull. I mean, we had a full cavalry from the U.S. side capture Sitting Bull and, and his entire family and beyond, and they show up, and there's two guys sitting on the Canadian border saying, we got this, <laughs> and stealing one other fellow. So he transitioned into um, helping the settlement of the West. I mean, the, the Mounties did everything back then, right? I mean, they helped 
patrol. They helped obviously um, implement uh, um, the law, but you know, it was everything from my neighbor needs a hand with mm-hmm. whatever, or we're going to deliver mail and things of that sort. So Lord Strathcona was the, so this is Donald Smith. He's the fellow who drove in the last Canadian, uh, last spike in the Trans-Canadian Railway. Steele, of course, was there. At the time, uh, during the Boer War, he was the Canadian High Commissioner in London, England. So I was talking to the King of England and said, look, y- you're taking some weather um, in South Africa. You're getting yours handed to you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know a guy. So in the meantime, he texts Sam Steele. like, hey, man, you want to He texted bro- him? Yeah, he's yeah. like, do the brother a solid. Um, I will raise and finance a, a Canadian regiment, mm-hmm. and um, it'll remain Canadian, and I need you to go to the Bo- in, into South Africa and turn the tide of the Boer War. So he did. He went and talked to his Northwest Mounted Police guys. Hey, in. Done. Perfect. RCMP guys? Yeah, perfect. I mean, now this is a little known Canadian fact. Um, didn't have enough people. Oh. So then he went to the jails and said, um, I kind of put you in here. <laughs> um, you can serve out your sentence and that's fine. Or you can come with me. You'll get a full pardon and you will likely die. But um, you're going to be part of the first regiment, cavalry regiment in Canadian history. Wow. And so they did. They trained. They went, um, hopped on the back of the HMS Monterey, mm-hmm. trained on this small ship, um, did horse drills on the deck. A bunch of their horses died. Anyway, they get to South Africa. They acquire a bunch more, and they literally did turn the tide of the Boer War. So on the way back to Canada, they swung through England. King sat back and said, "Props, out of boy. I'm going to give you King's colours." And so it went from Lord Strathcona Horse to Ro- Lord Strathcona Horse Royal Canadians. Yeah. Um, came back here, and then Lord Baden-Powell and Strathcona and a few others, King of England, came back and said, look, now we don't have any... We have no judgment. There's mm-hmm. no law. There's no legislation down there. Can you set up a constabulary until we actually establish a police force? So they went and did that, and they um, came back, and, and the, the history was It goes on and on, and on, and on, on but on. it's an amazing part, an yeah. amazing piece of ca- Canadian hi- history. And I remember when the Sam Steele exhibit came through, yeah. mm. how many years ago was that? 2008. It was 2008, and you were a big part of getting that. Uh, October. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a busy time. So I, I love that part of the history, and um, the Strathconas are going to reenact uh, an important part of history coming up in Europe. We'll take a break here when we come back. Sergeant Paul Krulak going to tell us all about that. Stick around. Uh, getting a little history lesson this afternoon. Uh, Lord Strathcona's horse, the ceremonial mounted troop, heading uh, to France, to Belgium, to take part in um, a reenactment of something quite historical. Uh, Sergeant Paul Krulak, who is, well, what is? Are you the boss man with with the troop? I guess you could possibly say that. <laughs> I, do, I do have an officer that has to babysit me, but yeah, essentially I'm the I'm the guy that kind of makes sure the guys. Uh, You're the uh, warrant, aren't you? I am the yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Plus the ride master, I put the ride together and uh, make sure horses and and attack ta- uh, and saddlery and everything is good, and that the season's all booked and and that we know what we're doing and kind of thing. Cause okay. We're, we're quite the entity uh, traveling with uh, 24 horses. And yeah. 25 guys throughout the summer. So. Um, you're 
busy coming up. As we said, we're heading. You're heading to Europe. Tell us about this trip. What is it? <laughs> this is a pretty amazing trip. And it, if it wasn't for um, the uh, Battle of Morai Wood that we went to in March, uh, the exposure that we got when we charged the 20 horses up uh, up the field and reenact the charge. Uh, we probably wouldn't have uh, been a part of this one here. Okay, pause. So what is the Battle of Morai Wood? Oh, the mm. Battle of Morai Wood was uh, one of the last uh, cavalry charges uh, of the Canadians. Um, and Lord In Strath World War Cor- One. Yeah, World War One. Lord Strathcona Horse ended up uh, charging the wood, led by Lieutenant Flowerdew. And many Canadians, uh, Strathconas, died that day mm-hmm. on the hill. But it was a turning point for the war, um, eventually pushing the Germans back uh, to the Belgian border. Yeah. So, and that is one of the big ones for the Strathconas. You recognize that every year in ceremonies, yeah. don't you? Okay. So now we've got that now. What are right. you doing? Uh, uh, the the 100th of more I would in the charge uh, going up the hill, and I'm sure the, the 19 or 20 other guys that were with me there can, can vouch for it. It was one of the most amazing uh, adventures uh, and time point in your life where you'll never experience something like that again. Uh, to re- relive the actual route uh, those soldiers traveled. Uh, up to the hill, up to the wood, and and being aboard a horse, a cavalry horse with all the equipment, just the saddles, way they did uniforms, it, uh, the an- anticipation uh, to gallop sleeping up the under field, the stars. yeah, sleep under the stars, that kind of thing. But anyways, it, it was uh, it was pretty good exposure for the regiment uh, as a whole, um, exposure to World War One, uh, the soldiers that uh, lost their lives over mm-hmm. there, and not only that, but the the horse as well. Yeah, well, there was you know, a huge amount of animals that were were killed in yep. World War One and World War Two. So, right. um, this one, the, the Pursuit Mons, what is it? Okay, we're getting there. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I wasn't even out of France, and you're such a warrant. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even out of France, and I was getting uh, I was getting emails and and calls through uh, other means about uh, this Pursuit de Mons. There were uh, members of the International Cavalry Association, international, um, that seen us, seen what we did, that kind of thing, and wanted us to be part of the Pursuit to Mons. Uh, the Pursuit to Mons is going to be uh, a gathering of all different nations, uh, Australians, uh, New Zealanders, uh, members of the UK, um, all cavalry Polish, units, mounted all troops. different uh, cavalry units throughout World War One are going to uh, reenact and, and um, celebrate this last hundred days uh, within the Pursuit to Mons. So you're heading, uh, there's a few of you heading over. You will rent horses once you're there. Yeah. I don't even know where you start with that, but uh, I'm guessing that you have a few contacts. We do. Uh, it's, it's all been planned uh, through the International Cavalry Association. Uh, they're procuring the horses. Uh, there's going to be about 75 riders wow. throughout of all different ages. A lot of the uh, uh, older gentlemen that uh, belong to cavalry groups and stuff like that to play the part, re- uh, reenactors, that kind of thing. And you're wearing like the traditional uniforms, all of yes, that, aren't uh, you? And with respect to uh, World War One, the last two years, our troop has been wearing um, authentic World War One uniforms to to show the uh, Canadian public um, what it was, what World War One was all about, what the soldiers dressed like. Some of the uh, the tack and the saddlery is actually saddles that probably were in France that we had to procure, we had to strip the leather off if, uh, if we had to and redo it so we can use these saddles and this tack to do our cavalry ride. Now, 
writing as much as you're going to be doing, how do you train your backside and your legs and your body for that? Because like, you think well, that it's all horse, but it's still a it's, lot on your body, isn't it's it? It's a lot of work, and uh, the guys can attest to it. When they come down uh, to do the ride course, it, uh, they've admitted it's one of the hardest things that they've had to do in their life. Like hmm. That's other military courses included. You know, the feat of learning how to ride a horse and get your muscles all retrained, because it, it is hard work. It's a full-body um, uh, muscular workout to manipulate and control a horse and, and propulse them forward. But uh, um, we ride all the time. I know. Yeah. You know, a Lucky full-time, you. <laughs> full-time job riding a horse <laughs> in the Army is yeah. pretty cool. So these guys, uh, myself and the th- uh, three other guys that are going, spend a lot of time in the saddle. Like, we've been riding year-round kind of thing. So for us, it's not too bad to, uh, to do it. Know, about 20 kilometers a day, I think we're going to be doing on this ride. So when do you leave? Uh, we're flying out on the 12th of September. Uh, we're going to land in Paris, and then from there we're going to go to Cambrai. Um, one night in a hotel, yeah. and then after that it's all, uh, as per World War I, um, we're going to be actually sleeping with the horses uh, in tents, horses on the picket line, roving patrols to, to watch that. And we're going to be playing the role, uh, hopefully, as authentically as, as possible uh, so that we can uh, show on a world stage exactly uh, what this was all about. It sounds fantastic. I hope that someone is going to be documenting this so we can do something with it, we can learn more about it. Uh, before I let you go, um, final question for you. For you to do this, for you being in the military for as long as you have been, uh, from what you've done, what you've seen, uh, the the trips to the Europe more I would last year, what does, it, what does it mean for you to take part in this? I don't know. I'm... Funny, uh, this all went down. I was actually on the tractor uh, when you called me earlier today, <laughs> working up my own piece of land so I can kind of look forward to my my retirement. But anyways, uh, I want to say uh, a special thanks to Chris uh, Chris Patrick. He's probably listening right now and, and doing some harvest work himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, it means the world to me to be able to um, be part of this. Uh, it's a huge deal. Um, I'm a huge history, especially World War One. Uh, I come from a very, very proud to be part of the Strathcona's and what we're doing, and uh, our history especially, mm-hmm. and to instill that um, with all people, um, especially when we're traveling on the road in the summer. Yeah. We get people of all ages. After our ride, we dismount our horses, and we talk to the public, and the soldiers get the talk. They get to reenact with people mm-hmm. of all walks of life and uh, it, that is truly amazing and one of the one of the other big things with my job is uh, watching a new guy come in <laughs> city boy from toronto get aboard a horse hurt get yeah. back on learn how to ride and then he is doing the cavalry ride and so proud and that is like one of the Amazing things. Best of luck with this trip. Thank you for joining me, Sergeant Paul Krulak from uh, Lord Strathcona's Horse, the uh, the Mounted Troop in studio, and Josh Billick with the Strathcona's Guild. Thank you so much for sharing the history. I really appreciate it. Our absolute pleasure. Before we go, oh, gonna wrap it up. Uh, we have a small commemorative piece for you that you can share with Coach. Oh my goodness. As part True of the Strathcona yes. style, right? A, a small little token of our appreciation. <laughs> Um, uh, we did a bit of a fundraiser to send all of our eight, uh, these 80 soldiers to the Battle of Morai Wood, and this commemorative bottle of 
I'm not sure what is, is a bottle of gin. Okay, there we go. From Scotland is part of it. Thank, Thank you. you. We will enjoy it. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.